everywhere. That's what the rules are. How the hell would it? I can't talk. <laughs> I can't take. I got. I'm so excited. <laughs> Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, uh, 45 maybe, 46, yeah. 45, it's 45. 45, and happy Valentine's Day. Happy, we're, yes, we're recording this on Valentine's Day. I stayed up really late Sunday night to watch Walking Dead, The Walking Dead and then Talking Dead and then started watching John Oliver and then wrote all of my notes for this. And then Monday morning, <laughs> Jamie says, can we do a Tuesday? I had an emergency eye appointment, I apologize. Now we tweeted out and I tweeted out, oh, it'll be up Monday or Tuesday the latest. Now we're recording on Tuesday. I apologize. And it, it I, we're not going to have the studio to record. I can't, I don't think I can upload it today. So it's going to have to be Wednesday when you get this. It's Jamie's fault. I, I apologize. At JMix514, Jamie from Light FM in New York, of course. I'm David Brody from Elk Chair in the Morning <laughs> Show. Okay, so this is our first episode back since December? Official episode, yes. Official episode yes. since the finale. Yes. Uh, they did just, re- AMC just released a trailer. Ooh. Like, literally, right before we walked in here. Right. We didn't get screwed this time. Because no. on Friday, <laughs> yes. we recorded on Friday, and then, of course, two Fridays in a row, AMC released two yep. trailers after we left. But that's okay. And the one trailer was really long. It was the scene of them on the parkway moving the cars. Oh, I can't wait that to talk about Friday. that. So today, the day we're recording this, and we'll tweet the link out, but you'll probably have seen it by the time you hear this podcast. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> it's a 30-second scene. Of the garbage pail kids, right? It's the junkyard people. We've been yeah. talking about them for months. At walking into their, what looks like, home. Yeah. And how well it's protected and built up with garbage. And um, I don't want to give away anything else. But it's a, it's a good scene for Well, we next can week. say that they're all in black. They all have long hair. They look like a cult. Yeah, everybody looks very similar. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. No one stands out. No one stands out. Okay, so... Yeah, they all look the same, but the leader stands out. We saw her. Yes. I believe her name is Brian or Brian. Brian. At least that was the casting name. That they were looking for. When they when they were casting the show, they were looking for a, a tall, young, female leader type, and I think that's Brian. We'll find out her name next week. Okay. All right. So, did you watch the Grammys? Hell no. I watched <laughs> the Grammys till 9.15. And then I switched to The Walking Dead. You, oh my God, you didn't start on time? No, because <gasps> I, I, have an, I record it so I can zip through the commercials. But if I start at nine, I have to sit through the commercials. That's true. So then I, so you zipped. I, okay. I zipped uh, doop, 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 through <laughs> the commercials. And then I was able to watch the episode in like 50 minutes because it was an extended episode. Yeah. And then, of course, I watched Talking Dead. Okay, so we start the episode right where we left off. Father Gabriel's on the wall, right? Because we left uh, when... Um, the finale of the mid-season finale, we saw Father Gabriel, he was guarding the post, right? He was up mm-hmm. on the thing. And then Boots was looking at him with binoculars. Yes. <laughs> boots. Boots, right? <laughs> the, uh, the, it's all we know is binoculars, hoodie, and boots. That person was staring at Father Gabriel. So Father Gabriel suddenly walks off the wall, walks to the supply room. Paul went out for Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> She's not there. Aww. Is it me or am I the only one that noticed you've got a fat girl guarding the supplies? <laughs> By the way, I I watched the scene again on, on YouTube. Somebody posted just the scene. And I, I think I, I've been saying it wrong. But the, was, um, and do you scene? No, the I cooked him spaghetti. <laughs> I, mean, I cooked him spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. So, God, I love that. Um, so he walks into the supply room. He makes a right turn. Right? No one's behind him at this point. No. And we hear a commotion. Like, Cans fall. Pots and pans and cans. And so I assume somebody jumped him. I thought someone was in there. Th- that's what I thought. But then we see him on, he's, he's taking all the canned goods and he drops them on the floor and he goes in and takes knives, I guess. Whatever. He's literally just taking his arm and sweeping right. it into a box. Like he's not even placing stuff in it. He's hurrying up. We see him get in a car and drive off. Yeah. Now Super in, shade. In regular speed, the first time I watched it, it looked like he went in, stole all the supplies for no reason, got in the car and drove off. Yes. But that's not what happened if you were paying attention. Okay. I can't wait. Are you listening to the I'm podcast? Li- you paying attention? <laughs> a person appears in the passenger seat, sits up, and now there's someone in the car. For a hot second, I thought someone was in the car, and then and then I thought, no, that's just the supplies. Well, I read an article on comicbook.com today with Greg Nicotero. He says, did you notice? Yeah. And I have to admit, I didn't notice. Yeah. Go home they're, and good watch with, it again. they're good with that. When Father Gabriel was putting gas in the car, there's a reflection of a person in the window. 
It's probably Boots. I'm guessing it's Boots. It's got to be Boots. There's a theory that it's Dwight. I'm saying no. I'm saying no to Dwight. I don't think Dwight went there by himself. I'm, I'm saying it's not Dwight. Number one, based on some stuff that I kind of know about Dwight. Yeah. I also think Dwight would have little reason to take Father Gabriel. It doesn't make sense. I think they were stealing supplies, and I think they were maybe taking Father Gabriel as a breadcrumb or as a hostage Mm -hmm. to capture some people. Not sure why. Yeah. But I'm going with it's somebody from the Garbage Pail Kids. That's my theory. Moving on. So that's that's when the credits roll. We open up back on the hilltop. Gregory says... This is his first prick thing that he says. You didn't stop, Negan. We had a deal. The deal is off. We're not trade partners. We're not friends. We're done. You're not here. You didn't come here. We're not having this talk. So thanks for killing 30 saviors, 50 saviors, whatever it was. Thanks for losing Glenn and Abraham. Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble, so you're out. What were you thinking at that point? Could he be more of an asshole? (laughs) I was thinking Maggie was going to punch him again. I I didn't... I wouldn't have doubted if that happened, but I thought this guy has got to go. He's calling Rick, Ricky, Richie. He goes, hey, uh, Margaret. Oh, yeah. Hey, Ricky. I'm like, what? That's the him disrespect. disrespect. I, he's he's got to go. Ricky, excuse me. I understand why Margaret Maggie took that at the beginning. They were trying to get in his good graces. But now, F that. And I know they're trying to get him to rally. They need him for the people to fight. So Maggie asks, how many people do we have to fight? And he's like, we? I mean, we. Like, they're all farmers. They're sorghum farmers. They're not fighters. Yeah, he's like, they plant things. They don't fight. Daryl, of course, snaps at him. By the way, can we just take a moment? He looks so sexy standing dirty in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I Those shoulders, uh, my God. <laughs> right. So Daryl snapped at Gregory. It was awesome. Like, bullshit. Yeah. And then I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Did you notice he also snapped at Ezekiel? Yes. Same way. Yeah. Like, Daryl's just like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this shit. (laughs) I need dog food. I need a crossbow. I'm out of time. Let's go to war. Yeah, let's do this thing. I mean, he's a wanted man, which we'll we'll discuss later. (gasps) Oh, Oh, my God. Yes. So, Gregory thanks them for not being there, not having this talk, and then he kind of, he says, go out the back. Such an ass. Then Enid comes in. She Mm. comes into the hallway. Now, this is the picture that was posted a month ago. Yes, and we all thought, what is Enid saying? Is she the betrayal? Yeah, what is she doing? Because they were all looking at her. So, so speaking of betrayal, when Father Gabriel drove off, before we noticed there was someone else in the car, were you thinking betrayal? Oh, hell yeah, I was thinking betrayal. Okay, so I was like, (laughs) okay, that's the betrayal. I was like, damn, what is wrong with you, Gabriel? You were just on their side yelling at Spencer, and now you're driving off with their stuff? What the hell's going on? Speaking of betrayal... We got a tweet. Let's see. Somebody asked me, and I forgive me, I don't have it in front of me. They asked me if I thought Tara... Yep, oh, here it is. <clears throat> here it is. I'll tell you who, who sent in the tweet. Tweet us at walkers underscore talkers, by the way. It's uh, it's Alyssa Geisinger. I hope I pronounced that right. It could be Geisinger, but it's Alyssa. Alyssa, And okay. she is uh, Alyssa X Weber 87 She tweets us a lot. And she was very smart. She screenshotted a long paragraphs and then attached it. Oh, so okay. Sp- right. So she wanted to know if we think Tara could be the betrayer and a traitor because in the comics she's a savior. And and I and she, but she also said a rat's technically Tara. Uh, blah 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 blah. And I I wrote her back and I said it's not Tara. First of all, they killed Denise. Yeah. And she's I'm sure she's very upset about that. And she's trying to get the if she was a savior she would have ratted out the. Um, Oceanside people. Oh, yes. Yeah, she kept that so, super no, quiet. Sorry, Alyssa. No, it's not Tara. I don't think it's Tara. Not Tara. So Enid comes in and she says, you need to, I need to show you something. You need to come outside. Right. They go outside and there's six or seven Hilltop people and that was my chills. That was first chills. First <laughs> chills of the episode. First chills. And it's it's uh, seven or eight people and they credit Enid and um, I guess one of them's name is Birdie. They say, we owe our life to you, Maggie, from when she led the, the she fight. got in that monster truck got on the truck and the car was blaring and the walkers were let in by the saviors she said we owe our life to you we're ready to fight yeah enid told us what's going on and and made us see the light so yay enid uh, and so they're like okay great so as they're walking off then jesus shows them the walkie-talkie yes uh this is the scene we saw in the preview of this episode they have a walkie-talkie they can listen in and there's some, we heard some great stuff later in the episode when they listened in. 
and he says, it's time to be King Ezekiel. So we've seen this scene in the trailer. It's nothing new. Yeah. And then Rick says, King? Like, are you serious? He handled it better than Carol, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's so That's happy. quite the scene. Yeah. So they drive to the kingdom, and uh, he says, you know, this is the kingdom. And Rick's like, it's called the kingdom. Apparently, Rick hasn't read the comics. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Richard and another guy show up on horses, and they're like, who goes it there? <laughs> Speaking old English. Tis confusion. <laughs> now, I understand they have guns, but if Rick and the gang had guns, there's like eight of them in that truck. Yeah. Uh, two guys on horses isn't going to stop no. them. No. So I, I thought that really wasn't the way you greet people or you greet possible enemies, because they didn't realize Jesus was there. Then they realized Jesus was there, and they know Jesus. So like, okay, Jesus is here. Were you, because Rick just literally got his gun back, were you surprised he handed it over that no, easily? No, he knows the deal. All right, because I was like, ooh, I'm surprised he said it. Yeah, so Jesus introduces them as like-minded people and requests an audience with King Ezekiel. And Richard says... Requests an audience. Yeah, with <laughs> the guy who was, was a school teacher, right? Was a, Worked in a circus? Who? Oh, the zoo. The zoo. He was a zoo. He was a zookeeper. He was a zookeeper, right. Negan was a school teacher. Yeah, so. I was like, wait, who worked in the circus? So, <laughs> so, uh, so Richard says to everybody, get out of the car, and he wants to see everybody line up, right? And again, Daryl's like, forget this. I know, Daryl's. Daryl doesn't have time for sexy. this. Sexy. He's like, I'm eating dog food. I don't have time for this. Daryl's shutting this shit down. He's shutting this shit down. I love it. So Michonne calms everybody down. Richard tells Jesus they need to take care of the real problem, the saviors. As if Jesus isn't aware of that. Like, yeah. we have a real problem. So he says, okay, let's go. I have your guns. Let's all go inside. And that's where my second chills of the episode came from. Is it when you saw Jerry? No. Oh. No, I love, no, Jerry was my... <laughs> Jerry didn't give you chills? No, Jerry was great. Not, not chills. <laughs> so Jesus says to Jerry, I've never seen you smile, Richard. And Richard gives him a gruff look and he says, I think that's going to change today. Because he doesn't realize uh, Richard yet. Yes. The boys are here. Yeah. And by boys, I mean everybody. Michonne and Clue. They're all out. Oh, yeah. So they're inside the kingdom. Michonne says, uh, he looks around like, they have the number, but can they fight? And Jesus says, oh, they can fight. Oh, they can fight. <laughs> and then like that bunch of guys that looks like a bunch of Marines training. Yeah. Comes oh, yeah. They by. were like jogging and They were like military and... jogging in formation. Yes. They kept showing up like a train that was on tracks that kept circling around. Yeah, I noticed that. That was just to remind you that they've got some people. Because we've only really seen farming and yeah, you're right. There's you didn't see anybody tough there. Like, yeah, other than Richard, we saw Ben with his you know he's young kid, but there's men there that is look a real really man, and I'm sure they have tough women as well. But th- those guys marching look like there's some fighters, some there. tough dudes, some tough dudes. So we like that. Tara sees Morgan. They hug, and um, the first thing Rick says to Morgan and Andrew Lincoln addressed this on Talking Dead. He said, "If you noticed, the first thing I said to Morgan was." Did you find Carol? And he says, yes, but she left. He lies. And he says, she was shot, but uh, they fixed her up. She, you know, We killed a savior. He says, I had to do it. I killed he somebody. He said, I killed somebody. Right. Which goes against his everything. But Andrew Lincoln's point was, there's still a distance between them. Because Morgan doesn't have their back. And Morgan Mor- doesn't have their way of thinking. Right. You know, he, he wants, he's all about peace. He didn't and- say, are you okay, Morgan? Where have you been, Morgan? He's just like, where's Carol? Yeah. Nice to see you. Uh, where's Carol? He didn't hug him. So um, they go inside to the uh, auditorium, and we see Shiva. Haven't seen her in a while. Did you notice the background was like painted castles? Like yes. it was like a kid's play? Right, I like. loved it. Yeah. And, and we see Jerry. So <laughs> Jerry. So Jesus walks up like he's going to talk to King Ezekiel, and he says, oh, I forgot to mention. He turns around to Rick. Oh, I forgot to mention. And Rick goes, yeah. Tiger, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, no, I get it. I see what you, yeah, no, I get it. So Rick addresses the king about the saviors and their deal, and the king gets upset that Jesus told him about the deal. Jesus kind of had to, though. Yeah, because otherwise he's going to say they have a deal with the saviors. They, they're living under the saviors. Otherwise, why would Rick go to them? They, they have to understand exactly. how it is. I don't think Jesus did anything wrong there. I don't know if Jesus told them the full deal, like they don't come in. Yeah. You don't have to, like they, there's a deal that they do it outside. Um, but Jesus handled it well. He's like, I had to tell them. They, they're, they're, he, listen, hear him out. And Rick tells Ezekiel that they killed a lot of our people. And Morgan says, who? And they say he, he beat yeah. Abraham and Glenn. Like hearing it out loud. Now Morgan, because Morgan had no idea that this had happened. Now at this point, you figure, okay, 
Morgan killed the Savior. Glenn and Abraham are dead. Spoiler! <laughs> Spencer's dead, too. <laughs> yeah, and so is Olivia, which I think I mentioned earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is uh, a little bit late, but Olivia, spoiler! <laughs> so at that point, I thought Morgan's going to hear that and then like get a mean face on, like, those sons of bitches. But nope, he doesn't. He kind of just was taking it he, in. He and looks like, react. oh, that, wow, that's, real, that's really sucky. Wow. And they, they sort of like, I, okay, so are you going to gloat now, Morgan? Like, you were right. We shouldn't have attacked them. But they're not right. They would have gotten attacked anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Rick tells him he needs weapons and people. And Richard says, like, Richard gets excited because this is what he was wanted to hear. He keeps saying, he went to Carol and Morgan and said, hey, we need to attack these yeah. people. And they, they had nothing, they wanted no part of it. So Richard, his eyes light up and he looks over at Ezekiel and he's like, we have guns, we have people. And Ezekiel says, Morgan, what say you? I know it. When he said, what say you? I'm like, oh, God. Now, obviously, Morgan has gotten a lot of power there for the little time he's been there. And he's a confidant. Yeah, they respect him. But how do you not respect Richard? Richard's your guy. And Richard's like, let's do this. And so Morgan says, people will die. A lot of people. We have to find another way. Maybe capturing Negan and holding him. Now. That's his suggestion. Yeah. At first, I thought, betrayal! <laughs> That's the betrayal! betrayal. <laughs> so I'm like, Father Gabriel's off the hook. You're the betrayal. You betrayed Rick. He needed your help, and you betrayed him. He already lied about Carol. He did lie about Carol. Liar. Double betrayal! <laughs> okay. Now, he, I, I don't want to give anything away, but he says maybe capturing Negan and holding him will be enough that the saviors will stand down. Mm -hmm. Now, if you remember, Morgan built a prison cell. Yes, he did. With Eastman. Right. That's it. So I'm leaving you with that. Maybe that's what he had in mind. Do you know? I know nothing. <laughs> I only know what I know from the comics. <laughs> and, and people, you can go look it up yourself. There's a Walking Dead wiki if you want to jump ahead. And, and But you don't want to do that. No, who don't do that. I did it for you people. I did it so I'd know stuff for the podcast. So... Ezekiel seems to be now wavering, and, and Rick's like, F you, Morgan, you son of a bitch. I'm bringing out the old story from my mom. And he tells the story of the rock in the road. Yep. Now, we were saying it's the cars in the road, it's the, wa it's the walkers in the road, but this is a story about the rock in the road, that they ignored the rock, they ignored the rock, but it kept causing damage. The rock is obviously the saviors. Yes. Our buddy Trev's Chan, too, Trevor, thought the rock meant the cars in the road and the wall. No, it's the saviors in general. Yeah. You can put up with them for only so long, before they wreck your life and wreck your car and kill your parents and everything else in Rick's story. Do everything. So you have to deal with it sooner or later. And Jerry likes the story. Jerry's smiling. I know Jerry. He's like, good story. I'm Jerry. <laughs> um, Ezekiel says, you'll, you'll stay for dinner. And Rick says, we have to leave. And Ezekiel says, I will decide in the morning. Like, you're staying. We're having stovetop stuffing. You're, you're staying. I love stovetop. Yeah, but you remember the old commercials? Where the, the kid would go over to his friend's house and, and he's like, You staying for dinner, Jimmy? No, I gotta go home. We're having stovetop stuffing. Stovetop stuffing. I'm staying. <laughs> go look that up on YouTube in case you don't remember that. It's, it's old. It's, you have to look it up. Stovetop is so good. <laughs> if you're 21 listening to this podcast, first of all, love you. Thank you. But you probably don't know that commercial. But that was a big thing. Where like anywhere they went, someone would go, I gotta leave. They're like, We're having stuffing. Oh. Oh, stovetop. Stovetop's okay. It's got a little too much celery. I don't like celery. Yeah, it's not the real thing, but it's pretty good. I don't like stuff in my stuffing. I don't like chopped up, like hard stuff. I like sausage. Oh. Put sausage Sausage. Yeah, not sausage. No, sausage. I'm a New Yorker. It's sausage. 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 <laughs> Actually, as a New Yorker, it's f***ing sausage. But... <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Uh, we see Ben in the woods. He sees a figure, and he's like, I'm going to sneak up on this person. Maybe it's a walker. He's out there. He says he was out there training, right? And, uh, of course, he's... Outmaneuvered, it's Carol with a gun. Carol. It's the scene we saw in the trailer. Carol pointing a gun at somebody, so at least she holds a gun. That's good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Ben says he's been training, and Carol says, give you a little advice. Don't wander around by yourself. And walk heel to toe, heel to toe. I heard like, you. I heard you a mile away. Yeah. King Ezekiel's at the bedside of somebody. Somebody who looks like maybe they're dying, or they're old, or and he's telling them stories of Martin Luther King in the old days, and... um. So oh, we, I, I thought it was a little girl. Was I? I thought I it was. A, I thought it was a woman. Oh, I don't, it didn't seem like a bedtime story for a little girl. 
Yeah, I thought at first I thought it was a bedtime story, and then when he was telling the Martin Luther King story, I thought, mm, not sure who's in that bed. Yeah. Anyway, Ben interrupts them to tell about his walk in the woods, and uh, he killed some walkers by himself, making Ezekiel very proud, and he saw Carol. So it made it seem like Ezekiel has not seen Carol in a while. He like, was nonchalantly asking about because, her. Because, yeah, and and one scene in the, in the forest that I kind of liked that was of note that I didn't mention was he offers Carol some food and water, and she's like, "What? why? He's like, I always carry extra in case I meet anybody. And she wanted no part of it. No. She has all that fruit at home. Yeah, but plus she's like, I don't want help from anybody. She's very independent. Except when she was getting shot, then she needed help. Yeah, then she... Remember now that? you need somebody, Carol. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Ben has a great line. Um, he says, in terms of the Rick request, Ezekiel says, what do you think we should do? And Ben says, my dad said, and I'm assuming that Negan killed his dad. Yeah. My dad said, when asked to be a hero, be a hero. He says, we're ready. We can handle anything. And Ezekiel looks at him like he's very proud. He says he's proud. I got that impression at that point that Ezekiel might say yes. I think he's starting to sway a little bit, yes. I thought so. Okay, so we go back outside, and here's those military guys jogging by again with their armor, and they're, and they're all gray. We see some kids training with bows and arrows. Some of them were missing limbs. We later find out from Greg Nicotero on Talking Dead, two of those kids were his kids. Yeah, Devin and Alyssa. Like a really look at you with the names. I know, and I You're follow them on Instagram. They're so cute. Have you, you seen his son? His, kids? No, his I don't son care about his is son. the cutest thing you've I ever know seen. I don't care about his son, Andrew Lincoln's niece. I don't care about anybody. Well, because they post a lot of cool Walking Dead pictures. Okay, well now that they're on the show, I kind of have to. Yeah. You know, so they're okay. adorbs. They're <laughs> yeah, not doing that. <laughs> um, so Ezekiel says to Rick, "Look, I've decided. I've sent these kids out to fight Walkers." He didn't say walkers, whatever he calls them. And they lost limbs, although nobody died. And and Ezekiel is the only leader where nobody's died. Yes, that's true. And I can't bear to have anybody else lose their lives again, um, having them fight, you know, whatever. And and Daryl yells out, well, you're not much of a king. Because Daryl's not taking He's any He's out shit. of control. Degaff this episode. Daryl is like whatever. If he went to McDonald's and they took like an extra minute, where's my burger? <laughs> Forget it. He'd like leave. <laughs> Daryl is not. He's on edge. Um, Ezekiel says, look, we have peace. It's an uneasy peace, but um, I, I can't offer you what you want. I will offer you Daryl Asylum, though. Daryl's on the run. They're going to hunt for him. They're never going to think to look for him at the kingdom. Daryl can stay here as long as he wants. Genius move. Absolutely. And so, Daryl didn't seem to be cool with it at first. And I no. thought, stay, keep your ass there, Daryl. Yeah. So they're all walking towards the gate. They didn't get what they wanted from, from uh, Ezekiel. Another loss for Rick. And as they're walking, Sasha and Rosita are sort of walking next to each other. And Sasha tells Rosita she knew Ezekiel would say no, but it still pissed her off. And Rosita says, what the hell are you telling me? We slept with the same dead guy. Doesn't make us friends. Yeah. Now, She's so bitchy. In the fin- in the mid-season finale, when everyone got back together at, at Hilltop, they nodded each they other. They gave like, each other a nod. Yeah, the, the nod like... Listen, we're in this together. And now she's like, because we had sex with the same dead guy, we're not friends. Now she's all attitude. Like, I didn't say we're friends, girl. Step off. (laughs) Step off. (laughs) So Richard asks Rick how many people they have. And uh, I'm sorry, Rick Rick asks Richard. Yes. Sorry. Uh, He realizes he needs the kingdom, right? And Daryl doesn't want to stay, but Rick tells him you have to stay. As they're leaving, he's like, you got to stay, Rick. Uh, Daryl, you got to stay. Yeah, thank God he stayed. And so as the gates are closing and Daryl is still there, he's like, listen, talk to Ezekiel, like wear him down, try to change his mind. But as the gates are closing, did you catch the bromance in the eyes? Oh, yeah. Rick and and, and Daryl looked at each other like, love you. (laughs) They love each other. They do. We just got back together. They're brothers. Now you're making me stay here. But listen, the food, they got a lot of food. They got a lot of good stuff over there. Although, though Daryl's speaking like he's uh, with an old English accent. <laughs> Forget it, this. Okay, so now uh, we're on the road. There's the roadblock scene from the trailer with the cars. It turns out, by the way, that's the same road they used in season two when they had a log jam coming out of Atlanta. 
and the herd came through. Oh, yeah. And Sophia um, was taken? Sophia, well, she ran off. Yeah, she ran off. So it's the same stretch of highway. Okay. A little further up, but it's the same highway. So that must be like a highway, like on a Sunday, there's no cars. They can shut yeah. it down. Shut, shut that, that shit, shit down. down. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so they push the cars out of the way, and they're like, hey, listen, we'll push them back when we're finished. We don't want the saviors to know. Because they're driving the, to the, at least get a look at the saviors' compound. Exactly. I'm not sure what the mission was. Because they're not going there to attack the saviors. They were they're, just taking a look-see. Reconnaissance. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. find something along the road. You know, because they're going out, not really scavenging. That wasn't what their purpose was, but they were going out. And they have the walkie-talkie. So, Michonne, as they're doing this, oh, the walkie-talkie goes off. This is another favorite, my, one of my favorite lines in the episode. Uh, you hear a voice say, Daryl's gone. Fat Joey is dead now. <laughs> Skinny Joey is just Joey. That's not right. <laughs> and, uh, and I, you know, I, I remember um, in school being one of a few Davids, like, you were a different, like, tall David, short David. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? So, I understand that. Like, skinny Joey is only skinny if there's a fat Joey. Yeah, exactly. So now that, he's just Joey. So, they're listening into the walkers. They now know Daryl's missing, okay? And and they're, they're more they're upset. Pissed. They're more upset that skinny Joey is now just Joey. <laughs> so, they push the cars out of the way. Michonne is using binoculars. She sees there's a tripwire up ahead. Yeah. So, they all run to the tripwire after the cars are moved. And it's, we saw pictures of the dynamite. Yeah, this right? is it. So it's a long metal trip wire that stretches from one car to another across the road with um, dynamite on it. And and they figure out there must be a walker herd nearby, and that's designed to keep walkers from getting out of the road. Now, the thing about a road, you can contain them. They can't come at you from the side. Yeah. You can only see them coming head on. Can we talk about how did Rosita all of a sudden know how to dismantle a bomb? Where'd she pick up that skill? Well, she probably has the U2 album. <laughs> Okay, you two fans are laughing about that really loudly. Look it up, but they have an album, How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. bomb. (laughs) My guess is because she spent a lot of time with Eugene, with Abraham and Eugene. That's what I figured. And Abraham was in the military. Yeah. And Rosita dressed like she was in the military. And they had that military truck at the beginning mm-hmm. when we first saw them. Yeah. She probably had some military training or learned from him. She was pretty confident. I was or like, damn. She watched a YouTube video, How to Dismantle a Bomb. <laughs> so, uh,. It's a cable with a lot of dynamite on it every couple of feet. Now the walkie-talkie goes off again. Negan says they know Daryl is missing, and they order a shakeup of Alexandria. Like, we got to just tear that place apart and find him. Mm. So now they know they have to hurry. Rosita removed the battery, as you said, uh, from the detonator. And now they have to get the dynamite off the the cable because it's all tied up. Still have to be careful. Um, I know people online were thinking maybe Rick's hand would get blown off. Because again, in the comics, he had his hand, his left hand, his right hand cut off. Mm, I didn't think that was going to happen. He's not losing his hand. No. CGI is not not doing it. No, 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 no. So now they see the herd, the huge herd of walkers coming. Rick wants the walkers blocked by the cars in case they need it. So um, I think that's foreshadowing. When he says, block the road again so the walkers can't get out. Mm-hmm. There's a theory that he's going to weaponize the walkers. In other words, that road leads to the sanctuary. Yeah. If they can get on the other side of the walkers and attract them with a car horn or a radio and direct them like they directed the big herd last season, oh, yeah. direct that herd at the sanctuary. Oh, my God. That's a hell of an army to start the fight for. Uh, yeah. Because that's that's like a thousand walkers right there. That was a huge amount of walkers. Think about the first, uh, second season when there was a herd. It was like 40 zombies. This was, how many would you say were there? Uh, 1,317. I was gonna, I was gonna say <laughs> way more than three hundred. I would say well, three hundred didn't make it, which, well, which yeah. we'll, we'll see in a minute. <laughs> okay, so Rick has an idea that he and Michonne should both get in one of the cars, each car on the end of the rope of the the fence, the cable. They both hotwire the cars. What a hot couple! They they are badass and sexy, they, and they, they're couple goal relationship goals. The two of them. Thank God the cars they keep finding are older. Because it's really much harder to hotwire, like, the push-to-start cars now. Don't tweet me. What's a push-to-start car? Oh, you poor thing. Oh, no. What is that? First of all, you need to listen to Wiz Khalifa as he (laughs) sings about that. It's when you just have a button in the car and you push it and the car starts because the key is in the car. Oh. Oh. That's fancy. It drives the people crazy at the the Valvoline uh, auto place I go to. They do oil changes. Uh Uh-huh. Because you sit in the car and they go under the car. And so to prevent you from starting your car by accident... They tell you to put your keys on the dashboard. 
Oh. But if you could just push a button, it's a, they go put your keys out. I go, no, what's the difference? You have a push to start? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Hells yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have since 2011. Okay. And it's not an expensive car. Just that's that's the new tech. If you don't have a push to start, I have car, a 2012. Mine's not a push to start. Yours, I've saw you pushing it, trying to get it started. <laughs> I have a Daryl Dixon decal <laughs> in the back of my car. I bet you do. <laughs> By the way, you guys can use that push to start joke. Yeah. I, I, it's my joke. I made that up, but I have to use that in my stand up routine, which I don't do stand up. But if I had stand up routine, I would do it. So he tells Michonne, when I drop my arm, we both go. That was such a cool forget to It was like Indy 500. It was yeah. like the flag girl, like boom. So the two cars are going down the road. Most of the walkers are in the green grass area yeah, between. Yeah, like the little, uh, you know, the island. Where the divider would be. The divide, right. It's when you're on the parkway and there's that, that where you, it's like a dip where the you can The little can't... patch of grass. Patch of grass, yes. <laughs> little patch of grass. Um, I like the way you your, say that. That was your nickname in high school, wasn't <laughs> it? Junior high school, maybe? <laughs> so Rick is in the. <laughs> I mean, whatever, man. Oh, my so God. So Rick is in the blue car that we've seen in the trailer a bunch of times where he's looking over at somebody, and we thought maybe he was running Simon off the road. Yeah, and we kept seeing Michonne in a car, and we're like, what are they doing? So Rick was actually looking over at Michonne. This scene was freaking awesome. This was like Welcome Back, Walking Dead. I rewound it three times. Uh, so the cable in between oh. the cars cuts hundreds and hundreds of oh, walkers just in like half. slices them. It was awesome. Oh. You have to watch Talking Dead if you haven't, because Greg Nicotero shows you the computer imaging they used so to design cool. the scene. All the guts flying at the windshield. It was really, really cool. But then, because there's walkers on the actual road now, oh my God. they have to stop. I didn't understand why they didn't back up, though. Did you understand why they didn't back up? I would have backed up because they... W- oh, I was sweating because I, I looked like they were going to get bit. So, I, know they, I know they were not going to, but that scene... Was a little too intense. You're right. They should have backed up, and they would have had that room. So instead, they jump out in the middle of the herd and have to like push and shove their way out, which got me a little tense. It was but a little tense. Rick and Michonne aren't going to die that no, way. No, they're not, not. going to happen. I knew they weren't, but I was. Well, a we've struck. seen scenes they're in that they haven't happened yet, and they they just barely get into the SUV and they ride off to safety. And Michonne tells him, "You can smile now. We just got all this dynamite, and they got some rocket launchers. Why there were rocket launchers there, I have no idea. But there was a rock green rocket launcher there. They got some good shit." Yeah, well, I don't know why that was there. I don't know. Okay, so as oh, oh, yeah. What? No, I was going to... Like, as they're oh. driving away, it blows up. That's like, what I was going to say. Whatever, whatever dynamite they didn't take, Rosita put one back. She didn't think it looked safe because she's a dynamite expert, apparently. Yeah, she's like, I don't like the way that one looks. Hey, what do you know? It ended up blowing up, and it killed all the walkers, so... Well, it killed enough of them. It killed a big chunk. But no, I... Uh, so here's the thing. The walkers, unless they're friggin' morons, and some of them are, are going <laughs> to show up there... And see, well, it was an explosion off to the side. All these walkers are cut in half. All of our cars are moved, or, or some of them. The they, trip, the tripwire cars were moved. Yeah, yes. They pushed back the roadblock cars. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna. I mean, they're gonna assume it's Rick's people. Maybe, they're not stupid. I mean, who I are mean, they gonna look, think? They, they could assume it was anybody, but because of the explosion, maybe they don't notice the dynamite's missing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, I mean, dynamite was strapped all along that. But it, right, it didn't blow up in the middle. No, unless they think all those bodies were torn in half by the dynamite. Well, no, because they were. It was like a clean slice. Right. So and, and technically, the the dynamite was up the road, like a quarter mile. Yeah, at least. it was back. So we don't know if they're going to discover that or think that. But anyway, they've got to rush back to Alexandria because they're coming to look for Daryl. They get back just in time. Oh, TV magic! Here's Simon. Saviors roll up now. Tobin and Erica there. When, when they, Shout right? out to Tobin. Where have you been? Now, if you're a Star Trek fan, there's a term called red shirts. So back in the old original William Shatner Star Trek in the 60s, which spawned everything, and even in the movies this happened, the people, the high-ranking people were usually in yellow. Mm. The science officers and medical people were in blue. And the red people... It was were a u- ranking. The red people were usually, usually security. So when you beam down to the planet, the red people would end up <laughs> dying because the stars didn't die. So eventually, it was there was only a couple episodes where like they didn't die. Yeah. But for the most part, those are the people that died. So I thought in this scene when the saviors rolled up, and in season, in second half premieres, there's sometimes a death. Yeah. I thought to myself, why is Eric there? I thought that was so weird too. Yeah. And yeah. To- and Tobin is sort of like a light red, like a pink shirt. 
Yeah. He could go. He's, you know, they need another Olivia to kill. But Eric, Eric got like, he got a little whiny. He got a little sassy little and prote- whiny. Little a little complainy. A little protective, but it's understandable. It's like Aaron's badass and saving everybody. Eric has done nothing to contribute. No. So Simon plays the game with Rick, like, where is he? Where's Daryl? You know, and Rick's like, I don't know what you're talking like, about. I don't know. Rick kept a straight face. He wasn't like, you know. Yeah, no. He... <laughs> and Simon says he escaped, and Rick says, we had no idea. We just found out when you said it. Yeah. He says, well, we're going to have to search the place. And They know, were such dicks. Like, they, they went in the houses and, like, knocked over their lamps. Really, and their... really, Jamie? What a surprise. They weren't polite. I know, but... <sighs> Really? So they were looking for Daryl. They obviously Smashed didn't find everything. him. They go into the supply room, and now Rick, for the first time, sees the shelves are empty. Yeah. And he has to act like he knew that. Where's all your supplies? Are you, you're not hiding them, are you? Didn't Simon say, like, are you guys starving or well, something like that? Well, first he asks if they're hiding them. Yeah. He's like, you wouldn't hide stuff because that wouldn't work out well for you. Yeah. And, you know, and Aaron was like, hey, there's a lot of us. We're just going through supplies. Plus, we're still adjusting very politely. Hey, we're still adjusting to doing what's right by you. Like we're still trying to go, Aaron. Like he he handled it, you know, he handled it properly. I thought, and uh, they they covered up whatever they thought happened. And after Simon, so Simon says, "Okay, Rick, sorry to bother you. Sorry we made a mess." He says, "But let let just to let you know, if Daryl shows up two days from now, two years from now, two no statute of limitations. He's dead. He's a dead man. Right." He's dead. He's dead. No matter where he is. But that, so, but then he says, "Oh, you know, I forgot this. He wanted everyone to go with him. He goes, you're gonna have to buddy up and walk around with us." He said, "Because I want you all to see Daryl. If we find Daryl, we're gonna kill him. You need mm. to see it." Good thing Daryl wasn't there, right? Thank God Daryl stayed at the uh, the hilltop. Yeah, I mean Kingdom rather. So as Simon's leaving, he's sort of like he's sort of coming off like a bros bro. Like, hey man, sorry I made a mess. You know, doing what we got to do. Hey, you got Business. some. You got some work to do. I got some work to do. TikTok, get some work done. <laughs> like, go get us some food. And by the way, knowing that he tried out for the role of Negan, I could see him as Negan. You know what? Somebody earlier said to me, "Hey, who is that guy?" And I said, "Oh, Simon." He goes, "He acts just like Negan." I said, "Well, you know, in real life, he tried out for the role of Negan and he didn't make it, so they put him as his right hand man, right. as they say." So he basically says that Daryl's a dead man whenever he shows up. But then he says. If we find him, you're gonna need your 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 um your axe, and he says, and it's not gonna end the same way it did for your son. Meaning, we, we Carl t- got to keep his arm. Right. So does that mean we're gonna make you cut Daryl's arm off, and then we're gonna kill him? Do you think that when Rick, I'm just this just came to me when they in Rick Vloss's right hand in the comic, do you think they're gonna make it happen to Daryl? No. No. No, because then he can't shoot his crossbow. And the same thing happens. They can't do the CGI all the time. That's true. It's expensive. Well, I don't think and Daryl's going to lose. brother lost his hand. Like that, you oh, know? yeah. Oh, that would be stupid. You're right. Merle, Merle cut his hand off. Yeah. No, but he's losing their hands. 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 <laughs> don't chop off Norman's limbs, please. Thank you. If they do, you'd like with them. I'll take it, though. I'll Jamie. taxidermy it and just like, you know. I know what you'll do with it. Uh-huh. Well, I can't say that on this podcast. No, but you have a 10-inch Daryl, don't you? I have a 10-inch, yeah, Daryl Dixon. Again, yeah, also known as. Anyway, so they leave, and that's when, um, that's when Tara. Uh, Sorry, that's okay. That's that's. You when, make me laugh so hard. Uh, okay, you're very that, funny. Thank you. Oh, my, it's always good when your co-host thinks you're yeah. funny. I'm gonna have to stop charging you for being my co-host. I know. Well, you always make me laugh, and sometimes like I have to rein myself in because I'm laughing so hard. Okay. Aww. By the way, you should hear me on the 15 minute morning show that we do, the Elvis Duran 15 minute. Morning I've heard show. you about carpet sharks. That yeah, was carpet. my favorite part. That no. was my favorite one. Yeah, that's one of the early ones. Where I told you I was afraid of carpet sharks when I was a kid because I saw Jaws when I was eight. And uh, wasn't uh, the guy's name Brody too? Yes, Sheriff Brody. <laughs> that was a, that I got tortured in school about that. Oh. Like, oh, Sheriff Brody, and my father was a police officer. So no, was, stop yeah, it. They called him Sheriff Brody. That's amazing. Not so much. Not so much. It was either that or Brady Bunch when Brady, Brady. Bunch was on. It was like, oh, Brody Bunch, where are your siblings? <laughs> I just thought it was really funny that you and I both had this irrational fear of being in a pool at night because yeah. a shark's going to come. Because pool sharks, pool sharks. Because I always not freak as dangerous out. as carpet sharks because <laughs> they could get sharks. you, they could eat your feet when you're walking. I'm terrified of pools at night. I like literally pop my head out, look around. Anyway, I digress. Anyway, we always digress. <laughs> I think that's why people enjoy the podcast. At least I hope that is. So the saviors leave. F them. And that's when they start telling Rick that Father Gabriel was on watch. He left, took the supplies, 
and he's screwing us. Even Rick was like, Rick goes, I don't believe that. That's not Gabriel. Right. Tara had faith, and and uh, Michonne was like, screw that. He, they knew it happened, but they weren't. They knew that wasn't okay. his character. So they went. Did they go back? Was it his house? No, it was it was the supply room house, right? The house with the supplies. Yeah. They find they're looking for clues, and they're like, he didn't leave a note. And then they like, yes, it's nothing in the Bible. Why would he leave the Bible? Then there's a um, like a, a composition notebook. Composition notebook wasn't Olivia's. It was Olivia's tracking book. Right. And for some reason, Rick opens it to the last page, and it says boat. Yeah. Now the episode makes you feel like he wrote the notebook. Yeah. That, that rhymes. He wrote the notebook. <laughs> Right. I was pretty good. I ought to, I ought to gloat. <laughs> but that would just make me a showboat. All right. Anyway, so when you watched it, who do you think wrote the note? Well, at first, I mean, I thought Gabriel did. But then Aaron was, Aaron, was it Aaron who said, well, hey, he doesn't know we went there. He says, how does we know about how, that? How does he know about that? So here's what I'm thinking. Unless Boots was at the boat. Right. I, so I, I, that's why I'm convinced Boots is in the car. Boots was the binoculars person who saw Ga- Father Gabriel. Yeah. Jumped over the fence and captured him. Yeah. Father Gabriel didn't know about the boat. So one of two things happened. When Boots <laughs> says to Father Gabriel, I guess when he first got jumped or attacked or whatever, I want the supplies from the boat. Then Gabriel would know about the boat. Yes. I don't know when he would have time to do that. Like, if you're being held hostage, did you say, let me go get my rosary beads or something, and then writes Plus, boat? how did he know which supplies came from the boat? Because the, the boots was in the car waiting, like, hey, let's go. I guess they just knew they had a lot of supplies because they saw them take a lot of supplies. Because Gabriel, in a panic, just dumped it all in a box. Here's what I think happened. I think Boots took Father Gabriel. Yes. Took the supplies. But Boots wrote the note boat as a trap. Do you... Oh. So that Rick... I think they want to know if... That's why they were watching them. I think they want to know if they're good people. So I think they captured Father Gabriel... To find out? To get them alone, see if they're good people, see if Father Gabriel's a good person, that they can trust them. So, or one of the... uh... Well, we think Boots is a garbage pail kid. So, do, so when they read the note, boat, do you think that they're going to be waiting at the houseboat for Rick? Well, we saw what happened. They went back to the lake, and they saw footprints. And Rick pointed them out to Michonne. Remember their boot prints? I don't. Boot prints. I'm blinking. So when they realized it was a boat, th- th- that's when you see them in the woods. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rick kneels down and he says to Michonne, "Look." Yeah. It was boot prints. Boot prints from boots. And they followed the boots back to what was obviously a trap because why would there be three, four, five hundred garbage pail kids ready to come out from the trucks? Oh my God, there were so many. If the kingdom didn't know people were coming, they sent two people. Yeah. You don't send all of the garbage pail kids. You don't send the whole bunch. Uh, yeah. With all with their weapons ready to go. Unless you knew they were coming. Exactly. So that's why I'm telling you it was Boots in the car <laughs> and Boots with Father Gabriel. And Boots wrote Boat. Bo- boots wrote Boat. <laughs> and so that's it. That's that's my theory. Okay. Okay. That's I, That sounds like a great theory. We did skip a scene where, where Eric confronted Aaron, right? You can't you can't go with them. And yeah, I, I worry about us. We have to worry about us. And Eric, what are you contributing? Not a zip. And maybe he's a good cook. He's he's a housewife. I, well, I guess I guess the role would be takes care of the the house. He's definitely the more submissive of the two. I Aaron's feel like he doesn't there, do anything. Aaron's out there kicking butt, kicking killing walkers. Well, getting Carol beat up. was uh, fighting the wolves and then got home to bake a casserole. So <laughs> if he if Carol can do that and bake cookies, yeah, I don't see him lasting. I I feel like he I feel like the war is going to cost us. Well. It could cost us Aaron, and then Eric has to live without Aaron. Oh, no. But no, Aaron's no, no. a better character. We need Aaron. No, Eric, honestly, RIP, he can go. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tobin, you can go. See, now Eric should have been in charge of the supplies, according to Negan, because he's really thin. That's true. <laughs> he's a twig. Yeah. He's a twig. Twiglet. So, Rick and the gang, are they walk into the area where the garbage pail kids have trucks and things, and they're in a clearing, 
and they get surrounded. Stuff and things. Surrounded by hundreds of people in black outfits and long hair. Guns. These cult-like people, which we've been talking about for a long time yeah. now. And you think they're surrounded, they're screwed, and Rick He's smiling, smiles. and I'm like, what? He wouldn't smile when he got the dynamite. Michonne kept saying, you have to smile, you have to smile. And this was not, this is like the cat that ate the canary smile. And this is after our entire season seven with just bloodshed and failure and death and bats and Negan and, and dog food. Finally, we get a victory. Now, you asked me what I thought why he was smiling. Yeah, we agreed. We agreed. Yes. More people for the war. That's right. He looked around, and this is after Numbers. Ezekiel said no. Numbers. He saw all these people with weapons, all these people who looked like they were of fighting age, young enough to fight, They, you know, and he just smiled. Yeah. And that leads to the trailer that AMC just posted, which is Rick and them, and it's the next scene. Here's what I can't piece together. Okay. Okay. In the scenes for next week. Oh, my God. I was so nervous watching that. We see the female junkyard leader, which we talked about. I think her name must be Brian mm-hmm. or Brian, B-R-I-O-N. We talked about a casting six months ago. They were looking for a female leader for a new group or or something, and that's we think that's who Brian is. And she says to Rick, we own your lives. So that was that's why I'm saying it was a trap. These are people who I think must, more in a more nice way than the saviors, Capture people and and bring them in or make them work for them, maybe. Yeah. I mean, they seem like a tough group. This is not the Kingdom and the Hilltop people. Right. I think the difference is her next line where she says, want to buy them back? In other words, give us supplies, we'll let you go. Work for us and get out of here. Give us information or whatever. So I think that's, they scavenge people. Yeah. I think that's what they do. They Shanghai you. They Shanghai. Yeah, they basically jump you for your money and they let you go. Oh, man. Unlike the saviors. I think they're just a... You know, that's the world you live in. So I just think, so Rick says, well, talk to the saviors because they own our lives. Mm. And and they will come looking. So if like if we're not back at Alexandria, they're going to find us. Oh, this was the question that uh, I was saving for you. Do you think Negan and the saviors know about the garbage pill kids? Okay, let me finish scenes before I answer that because okay. we want to get distracted. Okay. That's a great question. The saviors come for a pickup at the hilltop meeting place. So remember when they gave the dirty pigs at the uh, kingdom? Yes. And those, the idiots, the, the guy with the long hair. They are such assholes, this little tiny all right, group. Well, all the saviors are assholes. Gavin's their leader. They're particular assholes. Right. Gavin's their leader. And they pick on Richard. They do. So, in this scene, we see them pull guns at each other. Yeah. We've seen pictures of it. We've seen it in the trailer before. That's next week. Something goes wrong with the drop-off. Yeah. Okay? The guy goes, uh, I want his gun. And matter of fact, I don't think you should have a gun. And then all of a sudden, it's like everyone's drawing a gun. In. Well, now you're talking about the scene that ta- in, after Talking Dead. Oh, isn't that what we were just talking about? The yeah, drop-off but, gone but, wrong. But what you're dis- discussing was only shown on Talking Dead. Oh. Am I jumping? Well, it's now in the longer trailer that's on AMC. Okay. Two together. But in this particular trailer, scenes from next week, uh, they show Daryl um, teaming up with Richard. Richard says, I need your help, Daryl. I like that And team. they go out on a mission that's together. They're out on a mission. And Daryl's got his crossbow. And they go on a run. This may be when Daryl beats somebody up. You think it's from that still photo of Daryl with the bow? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Now, I don't know what, what Richard needs help with. Maybe he needs help getting the Molotov cocktails out of that camper he has. <laughs> we don't know. Um, we see um, Ezekiel, Jerry, and three others outside Carol's house. Yeah. Standing there like, we need to talk. So I think Ezekiel is, number one, going to let them know that her friends were there. Mm-hmm. And... Ask her opinion, like, we may go to war. Do you think when Carol finds out that her family, especially Daryl, because they're tight, yeah. that they were there, do you think she's going to get mad at Morgan? No, because she said uh, pinky swear. Yeah. That's... Pinky swear. But even Daryl, though. She doesn't care about Daryl. <sighs> Daryl. <laughs> Carol... She cares about Daryl, but not as much as her own leave me aloneness. Yeah. By the way, that's uh, in the Newt Webster's Dictionary. Leave me aloneness. Leave me I aloneness. totally get it. Leave yeah, me aloneness. I have that all the time. <laughs> And the last scene in this particular trailer is Rick and the Armored Walker. Yes. So here's what we need to piece together before next week. Okay. In the trailer, we see Rick talking to Brian, the female leader, Mm -hmm. up on a hill. We know that he is going to try to talk his way out of whatever. Yeah. We know that he's going to try to talk to them about Negan and basically say, look, you need to join us because 
He'll find you guys, and you guys are going to suffer as well. He's crazy. There's a lot of them. We need your help. And hopefully, they're not like, no, we're safe here. We're fine. I don't know how they're under the radar. But I that's their walker with the armor on his head. Yeah. So does, pretty badass. Does Rick fight for their freedom? Because we see it in the trailer last week. We talked about it. He's stabbing something on the ground. You couldn't stab that thing, though. It's got that armored now, head. Now, do you remember the scene when, last half of the season, when Glenn was hiding in the truck? Mm-hmm. And they stopped on the side of the road, and two of the saviors were on the edge of the back of the truck talking. About the blowing up the herd. And they, well, they said the herd? Or they or they talked about blowing up something. Yeah. And we remember, we didn't the, really know what it meant. They talked about having the rocket launcher. Yes. I'm going to have to go back and watch that scene. Yeah. But they said, good thing we got that rocket launcher. Maybe that will help us get past something. Mm. Do you think they meant the armored walker? Or maybe there's a wall of armored walkers. Maybe that's not the only one. Because they're in a junkyard. They have a lot of metal. So it would take something very powerful to break through that. You can't shoot them. You can't stab them. Their heads are protected. So maybe they felt if we have the rocket launcher, maybe they do know about the garbage kids but can't get to them. Hmm. I never thought of it about that that way. And maybe they travel in packs of 500 so that even when they go out, you can't get you them. You can't get them. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you would need a rocket launcher to get through to them. Yeah. Or to blow out a section of the wall. Wall. Maybe the wall is impenetrable. So that's what they may know about them, but can't figure Just out a way to get to them yet. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Things that make I mean, if they scavenge, hmm. could they possibly scavenge all of those people and feed all of those people <laughs> without the savior seeing them at once or twice? I don't know. And they, where'd they get all the black clothing from? I know. And like, is, is there it, a hot topic in the zombie a, apocalypse? <laughs> and is it a prerequisite? You always have to you have long hair, or did they, did their hair grow in time? I guess their hair grew, and I like the way you, on the podcast you just did the long hair motion where you were like stroking oh, your long hair. Theater of the mind. Theater of yeah. the mind. <laughs> so imagine, you can't see this. Sorry, imagine Jamie doing the long hair uh, mind. hair flip. Yeah. Okay. Talking Dead last night had D'Angelo Williams, who's a backup running back for the uh, Steelers. He's also like a part-time starter because Le'Veon Bell was suspended for the first four games. Mm-hmm. Three games, rather. And he played the last game because Le'Veon was injured. There's more than you need to know in football. Yeah, uh, executive producer Greg Nicotero, who directed the episode. Love Fantastic. And, of course, the king, played by... Kari Payne. Thank you. Is it Payne or Peyton? Payne? Oh, t- t- Tom Payne is Jesus. Maybe yeah. it's Peyton. Kari Payton. Oh, you'd let oh, me down. Oh, man! You had one job! God! What is wrong with me? I'd like to say we'll go out and edit that, but I'm not going to. Let you're going to let rub my let, nose in let it. Let the world know you're imperfect, Jamie. I'm sorry. I'm not perfect. By the way, speaking of Jamie being imperfect, you're, you're close to being perfect. <laughs> oh, well. Please thanks. make sure you check out um, at walkers underscore talkers on Instagram and producer Jamie NYC yes. on Instagram to see how Jamie prepared for this episode. <laughs> she put on her Carol's Cookies Walking Dead shirt <laughs> and then made a batch of Carol's Cookies using what she believes is the recipe from the show, what Carol used to make the cookies. Yes. Didn't she make them with beets? Um, that was her second recipe. Okay. We don't do that recipe. Yeah, the first I'm, recipe. I'm a total nerd, and I brought them in for you. you did, did you like them? I did. I had one. I had to stop myself because you gave me three in a little baggie. Yeah, I did. And okay. I wrote your name with a smiley face. I know you did. Yeah. Oh, co-host. But if you want to make them, amc.com or just Google it, Carol's Cookies. And it sounds, the recipe is very simple, but they are, I ha- if I must say, they are delish. You can tweet us at walkers underscore talkers, and Jamie will make them for you for $5 a cookie. Oh yeah. Then we can buy shirts and then we can give shirts away. We, we need we need to make shirts with our yeah, logo. That's that's even though I'm... you have more teeth than me. Oh, in the logo. In the logo. In, 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 in life, the too. life too. In life too. <laughs> I don't have my molars in the back, so you might. I, you actually... know, mine just come out. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so uh, Nick Otero admitted that the premiere for him as a director was completely different than the season premiere, which is of course the double death scene. Spoiler. <laughs> this is what he said. You know, nobody was killed. It was great to have the cast back together. It's how the show's supposed to feel, that chemistry. No fucking kidding, Greg Nicotero. <laughs> we waited the whole first half of the season. The, now, whole, the whole half. Now the band is back together. With your stupid bottle episodes. Oh, God. And your Tara and your Heath and your PPP card. <laughs> yes, the show is about being together. So I know you had to show us the trials and tri- the tribulations, <clears throat> and you had to make us suffer to, uh, to appreciate the smiles. Oh, and we suffered. Back to the fun, please. Yes. I hope enough people stayed with the show. We don't want it losing ratings and getting canceled. 
I know people that finish the first half and they go, I'm done. I'm like, what? What? No. How do you? I can't be done. No. I need to find out what happens. No, Even no, on no. shows I hate, I need to find out what happens. Yes. So then they, so uh, they ask him on the show on Talking Dead. Chris Hardwick says, so is Rick back? He's like, yeah, Rick's back. Rick is back. Officially back. Rise up. So Carrie says, this is a great story from Carrie who plays Ezekiel. The first scene they filmed from this episode was the first time he got to work with everybody. Oh, this was so funny. Because he filmed this, <laughs> he filmed episode two with Carolyn Morgan, Yeah, but he hadn't met the rest of the cast. This would be me. And so they film out of order. So the first time he met them wasn't in the auditorium. Yeah. It was outside. Where they were all talking. When he's giving the decision the next morning. And he says, I walk out to the scene <laughs> and I see them all out there. Sasha, yeah, always happy, always smiling. She's looking at me like she hates me, yeah, because she hates King Ezekiel. She's mad, and there's Daryl and Rick, and everybody's there. And he said, "I watched the show for all these seasons." He said it was like my television came to life, and I forgot my lines. <laughs> they said everybody looked like he was going to say something profound, and he goes, "I don't know what I had to say." He was in total, he was totally starstruck, which was hilarious. Yeah, and uh, really cute. It was very funny. They, uh, they showed that D'Angelo Williams, the running back. He got married to a woman, big fan of The Walking Dead. They they did everything right, regular wedding. Then the next day they did a zombie version, all makeup, biting, blood. I saw this months back. This was freaking awesome. The whole wedding party. I want to do this. If you're in the wedding party, you have to be a zombie. Kids, adults, everybody. It was awesome. I'm glad to see he's a true fan. It was so cool. I loved it. And then Kari pointed out again what I mentioned before that uh, Ezekiel is the only leader not to get anyone killed by Negan. And that's why he f- probably was hesitant to join the war. Nicotero mentioned that his two kids were in were shooting arrows. Yeah, he put them in the show. That's great. Devin and Alyssa. Yep, and uh, they had a really cool shirt. Did you see the shirt? So it looked like a skull, but it was made up of all of the characters <gasps> oh, yes. in the show. Do you know I was gonna, I was going to buy that? And it's the Queen shirt. It's like the the mocking the Queen album. Are you talking about? From last night. From D'Angelo's shirt? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm this talking, is something different. So Chris Hardwick held up a shirt. Oh, okay. It was the shape of a skull, but it was all people on the show like so that made up the montage. I need that. Yeah, so uh, shopthewalkingdead.com. Size medium, please. Not a sponsor. We'd love a sponsor. That We don't have a sponsor yet. If you're listening and you'd like to be a sponsor, if you're a company that's like a phone company, we're talkers. If you're a company <laughs> that makes like medical supplies and sells walkers, you can sponsor our show. We're walkers. That could be our new logo. Like zombies with walkers. <laughs> oh my God, that would be so funny. <laughs> like if you were an old walker, like you die an old person, you're yeah. a walker, wouldn't you still need the walker? Yeah. If your legs didn't work, they don't work. Yeah, you need a walker. Yeah. Oh, that like could be it. our new logo. And you uh, need to talk on the phone. Yeah. Talkers. Mm-hmm. Randy, if you're listening, if you want to make that logo for us. <laughs> Randy Medina made our uh, last logo. I love it. So we uh, need to really put that on T-shirts, at least for us. We should. We should wear them. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Well, you said you didn't get a tattoo on your neck with our logo, right? Uh, I, I did. You did? Yeah, I thought you said. I, I, I have a semi-neck tattoo, but it's not of our logo. I'm still mad at you for that. It's I'm, it's off. I can only see part of it. I know. You have to wear a tube top from now on. Oh Lord, I don't think the world's ready for that. No, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Oh, hello. Hello. Okay, so now there's a sneak peek uh, of next week's episode, which uh, they showed on Talking Dead. This is where I, this sorry, is I apologize. This is what no, I was talking no, about. No, that's okay. I just didn't, I didn't, I wasn't on that page yet. See, here's my page. I know. I, my, my notes are all over. So the saviors come for their pickup at the kingdom, as we've seen before. There's six saviors, including Gavin, their leader, and the long-haired douche. Long-haired asshole. And se- at least that I can count seven people from the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so Jerry says to Ezekiel, because they're ready for the pickup. They're face-to-face like they were now last boss? time. Now, boss? Now, boss? He's I, like, duh, now, boss. For a second, I, I thought they were going to attack I, or something. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I thought, thought, like, let's do it. When the way he said it, I thought, But oh Ezekiel doesn't God. want war, right? No. So he's sort of like, duh, now, boss. Day. And so Ezekiel's like, <laughs> yes, Jerry. <laughs> yes, Jerry. Like, yeah. So he opens the hatchback, and Gavin walks over, and he's like, you're a little short. It looks a little light. And Ezekiel, got, you had to give him credit. He's like, check again, douche. You didn't say douche. <laughs> that was me ad-libbing, creative license. <laughs> and he says, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all in there. It, it doesn't strike me that Gavin's a tough guy as much as he's playing a tough guy. Yeah. Like a tough guy, like Simon or Negan would have been like, you know what? It's short if I say it's short. Yeah. Take a watermelon, throw it on the ground, and go, now you're fucking short. 
Oh, I like it. I'm from Brooklyn. That's wow, what I that, was, that was that's, a little hot. That's what I would have done. <laughs> you know what? I count 10. Boom. Nine watermelons. Now, yeah. That's what I would have done. But Gavin was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, we're good. Uh, we're good. Uh, let me count again because I just got looked, I made, made me look stupid. Uh, yeah, looks good. Yeah, that was my idea. And and again, long-haired dude, he picks on Richard. He sort of looks like the skeleton from Creepshow. Oh, yeah, he you know does got that stringy hair. He also looks like Bo Bice from the second, from the fourth season of American Idol. Bo Bice. He lost to Carrie oh Underwood. That's the fake Bo Bice. Does look it up, people. If you don't remember Bo Bice, oh god. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, so the guy now. So as Gavin's saying, like you're not short anymore. Douchebag with the hair says, "Uh, "I want your gun." And Gavin looks over, like, "Oh no, no, it's all going really smoothly." Because they had an arrangement, like, "Oh, as always, you guys paid the price. You're all good. They have no problems." And then Richard was like, "You punch me first, prick." Right? That's what he said. Um, yeah. He's, he's give me the gun, and he and he looks at him. He's like, "I'm not giving you my gun." He goes, "You can't be trusted with a gun. You you know after what you did, you know you should never have a gun." And then he goes, "Yeah." Then he goes, "Now now I think you should never have a gun." And then all so, of a so sudden, so Richard Richard pulled a Daryl. Richard could have said, "Hey man, listen. In all fairness, you punch first. I really need my gun. Whatever." Yeah. But this guy, same guy who punched him the last time, he's a tough guy. He's like the guy who when he has his big bodyguard with him. He's tough. Yeah. If this guy was alone, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to see him get his ass kicked at some point. Good. Maybe by Daryl. At this point, he's like, well, you pulled first. So the guy goes, <laughs> and he pulls his gun. They both pull their guns. Everyone pulls their guns. And then cut scene. That's the end of the trailer. What do you think happens next? I feel like the guns are going to fire. Well, Richard doesn't. We, we know Richard lives. Yeah. I, I believe because we see him with Daryl. I, I don't want Richard ha- to die. Richard's not going to die. I hope a stringy, long-haired man goes. I'm concerned that maybe the guns go off, tempers flare, and one of two things happens. One of the kingdom gets shot. Please don't let it be Jerry. Jerry. I think Ben needs to die more dramatically. I think Ben dying will was get- Was Ben there? Yeah, he was on the end, oh. next to Morgan. Okay. If Ben dies, absolutely King Ezekiel goes to oh, war. If Ben dies, they're definitely going to I war. I think Jerry's too much fun to die. Yeah. Uh, now, boss. There was a funny thing I read that Andrew Lincoln said that when they film, there's a an, basically an aura around Jerry that you just look at him and you start giggling. Right. I don't <laughs> think it's time for him to die yet. Yeah. Although Jerry or Ben dying would get Ezekiel to change his mind. Yeah. I think that's going to be a process. However, if this goes wrong and the Seven Kingdom people have to kill those guys, <gasps> once they're dead, you gotta they're go, dead. Then you got to go to war. That's it. So that scene may lead to war. It's or, not going to end well. Or that scene, maybe just they they uh, guns came out hot and then they cooled themselves off and, and they didn't. And that's when Ezekiel realizes rock in the road. Yeah, they just. All right. All right. So let's talk about um, comicbook.com today, and then we'll we'll, uh, we'll say peace out. For yeah, we're, 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 this is a long one. It is. Ah, uh, sorry. That's what she said. <laughs> You should see the look you just gave me. (laughs) I haven't heard it before. Okay. There's an article about uh, 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 Shaniqua Green, right? Uh, Shaniqua. Shaniqua, sorry. Uh, I'm I'm getting the SH from Sasha. Uh, Sasha's character, she's talking, she tweeted it out, and in the interview that she did on comicbook.com, she talks about how Abraham knew that you have to lay your life down on the line sometimes for your friends. You got to go out in a blaze of glory, and that Sasha is prepared to do that. Oh, she totally is. She learned that from Abraham. And she feels that her character needs to do whatever it has to, that she needs to that she needs to go down in a blaze of glory. She's gonna leave. She's soon. prepared to. I think she's gonna die soon. That leads me back to a previous conversation we had. Yeah, is that she she she's as an actress starring in Star Trek. If you were, and, so, and you, I believe she's turning into Holly more and more from the comics. Yeah, and I feel like that tells me she may do what she has to do to stop Negan. Yeah, I think she's going to be gone soon. And I think Rosita treating her like dirt doesn't make her feel any better about Rosita herself. Rosita better check herself. Yeah. She's getting a little rare. So there you go. Uh, we'll tweet out the link to the uh, Sasha article and the new trailer if you haven't seen it. It's on YouTube. It's on comicbook.com and undeadwalking.com and I think it's on thewalkingdead.com. All the fun sites. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. So this was our first really long podcast. We did get a I want, I want to give the proper credit to this uh, tweeter because if I can find it, they basically said, you know, I can't wait 
And uh, looking forward to your theories. And I don't care how long it is. Oh, you know what? Todd Ubin. Ubin? Ubin? At, at the Oob. Oh, I like your Twitter name, at the Oob. Yeah, T-H-E-U-B-E. <laughs> he says, why haven't the saviors discovered they're missing a walkie-talkie yet? Curious to hear your take on this. Now, I tweeted him, but here's what my take is. Okay. They have so many walkie-talkies, so many outposts, so many people in different places. Like when um, Michonne was with the red-headed girl in the pickup truck, and they saw another outpost of hundreds of people. Yeah. I don't know if every night they they inventory. I don't think they're, they alleviate it up and keep track of everything. However, at some point they're going to notice it's missing. Someone's going to say, Jerry had a walkie-talkie. Well, we don't know who we got the walkie-talkie from. Yeah. Right? That's when, oldest trick in the book, when you know they're listening, you give false information. That's when you say, we're going to the lake, and then you show up at Alexandria. Oh, boy. So I that's my prediction. I don't know anything. That's my prediction. Yeah. That they find out eventually that they're monitoring them. And they mind everyone. Like, how did they know that? We said it on the walkie-talkies. They must have one. Mm. And that's when they're going to get screwed. Just my theory. It's a subtle thing, but it's a major thing at the same there time. There you go. Okay, so I have one last question. Okay. In the description for this week's episode, the one we just talked about. Yeah. There was a line in the description that oh, said, no. a familiar face resurfaces. Yes. Is that Morgan? Is it the person in the car? Who's the familiar face that resurfaced? Simon? No one has been gone that, that long. Well, okay. Morgan has been gone a long time. So did he resurface? No, because we, knew where, they he, met? we but, knew where he was. But the gang didn't. They, oh. So is he the familiar face that resurfaces? Because here's my other theory, just for conversation. Okay. But not really what I think is the truth. It's just another theory. Okay. Is it Heath in the car? OMG. Familiar face resurfaces. But we didn't really see but Why would face. he steal supplies? But he has long hair, so maybe the garbage pail kids are the ones that took him. Even though I told you I think it's the whispers. Yeah. Well, we don't see the face anyways. There's really no face that resurfaced that's... Because we knew where everyone was. It wasn't like, oh my God, there's Morgan. We don't. We didn't know where he was for blah, blah, blah. So is he the... Fam- it's it's got to be him, right? Uh, I guess. Hmm. Tweet us at walkers yeah, underscore talkers. Yeah, let us know, because uh, we knew where Morgan was the whole time. Right, but they didn't. <gasps> Carol? Well, no, we... No. no. So is it Morgan, or are we missing something? Something... Is it Shiva? I don't, oh, there's Shiva again. Like... Because that's the thing. We knew where everyone was, so... Or is someone in the car... Now, for those of you who are hardcore Walking Dead fans, there's an old joke that every time you don't know who somebody is, it's Morales. <laughs> I love that now, joke. Now, if you remember from season <laughs> one, Morales. Morales took his family. He left the encampment where they all were... were they're on the highway. Well, right Before the highway, when they're on... He leaves in a camper with his, his family. Yeah. I think to go to Alabama. And we've never seen him again. He's the only person that's ever gone off the show that we don't know for a fact is dead. Yeah. To my knowledge. He could still be alive. But he went south and they went north. Okay. But every time something pops up, they're like, is 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 Morales a savior? Is he gonna did he take Heath? Is he the guy in the armored the zombie? Is he the guy in the car? But how would he know to go to Alexandria? So it's not Morales. It's not Morales. Not Morales. So let us know who you think. Who's the familiar face? I'm stumped. That resurfaces. I'm stumped. Is it just the obvious that it's Morgan? That that's he resurfaces lame. in the light, but that's what the description said. Yeah. Hmm. Let us know at Walker underscore talk. Yes. <laughs> also at David underscore Brody at JMX514. Yes. Well, welcome back to Long Podcasts. Thank you for listening to the whole thing. Yep. There's no commercial at the beginning. We don't have a sponsor. <laughs> so we appreciate it. Um, there'll be more information this week with trailers. Maybe we'll do a quick short one in the middle of the week. This hopefully will be up. When you're hearing it, it's up. That's all you need to know. Yes. But thank you for listening. You know what time it is. What time is it? It's time Time to to shut shut that shit shit down. down.